welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say all right, it makes me feel all right. Hey! Strictly speaking, I don't necessarily have issue with the way that any of the plot lines wrapped up, but they did it way too fast. Mm. Like everything was rushed, and there, th- I, I think they could have, I could have been a lot more satisfied with the resolution of a number of the plot points, but they needed to, they needed to enhance the explanations more. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, there were, you had six ten season episodes, then you had season seven, which was like seven episodes. And season eight, which was six, you know, I read a thing that said HBO desperately wanted 10 episodes for every season. So I'm like, you had the budget for it. Why would you just try and rush this? And you obviously had the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I didn't like there's a lot of people. Apparently, there are like like therapy hotlines for people who have had problems with the ending. I really hate this thing. Um. But I, I am no, I'm nowhere near like ledge jumping. But I, I'm disappointed in it. But by and large, I mean, I thought it was fine. Like the two big, actually the um, the next to last episode, which was the like the the Battle of King's Landing. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the entire thing, and as I'm watching with the the two neighbors who came over every week to watch the show with me, I get we get about two thirds of the way through that episode, and I just kind of got quiet. And I turned around and looked at him. I'm like, if either of you two ever want to have any idea of what watching the sack of Rome by the Visigoths would be like if the Visigoths had a dragon, this would probably be it. Because <laughs> it was all I could think of was like pulling all my ancient Roman history and I'm like, yeah, th- this is what the sack of a medieval city would look like from the ground. So there were a lot of elements of that stuff from the military standpoint that I thought were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Episode three, which was the battle against the, the big battle against the ice zombies. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching this entire thing, bitching and moaning about all the tactical outlines of the battle plan and everything, like the whole military history stuff came in. Literally within two hours of that episode finishing, this guy who writes a blog, he's an active duty lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army Reserves, wrote a top-to-bottom tactical analysis of the battle. <laughs> and it hit, like it was so validating because it hit like 20 of the points that I had brought up. I was like, yep, I said this, I said this, I said this. <laughs> Well, I, all that tuition money didn't go for nothing. I, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> the um, I saw uh, essentially it was a maze, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a maze, and it had two different color lines. And one of the lines was uh, Game of Thrones with story to pull off of George R. R. Martin. And so you know, it was just it was just this super intricate, you know, following the maze and doubling back and just you know working your way through a maze. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was a blue line. It was essentially a straight arrow 
yep. through mm-hmm. the rest of the maze, and the blue line represented no additional, you know, no pre or no pre-existing story by George Martin. And so it's like, yep. yeah, that's exactly what happened. These guys just didn't know how to write it. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird because Martin was involved in the entire production of the show. So it's like he could have flushed it out a little bit, but fine. I mean, whatever. It's Nick, you saw my tweet though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> which, which one? I'm, my, I'm pretty sure I saw it too. My t- it was just the, do we think that he actually saved like the good ending for the books? Cause yep. that seems like a very George RR R. Martin thing to do. Give the show a BS ending and save the good ending for the people who read the books. Well, I think we've said this before though, too. I think he just, he hasn't wrote the last book because no. he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know I what he's going to do. I, I read something and I don't know whether it was just, a BS story, but it was one of those things where you can read a lot of, of nonsense about the schedule for the books and get your hopes up. But I read something that at least allegedly was an interview with Ian McElhenney, who's the actor who plays Barristan Selmy, like earlier in the series. And he said something about like, he was under the impression that Martin actually had both of the last two books done and that they weren't being released because of a handshake agreement with the show, the producers of the show, that he wouldn't release them until it was over. So I'm sitting here desperately watching Twitter every single day, like, please let today be the day that they're going to announce that they're going to come out. Please, please, please. Yeah, please. I don't, I don't know that I would do that, Jeremy, um, because I think the the other possibility is that it could be six years before we see the winds of winter still. Well, mm-hmm. I've already waited eight. Right. So. Jon Snow's still dead in the books. I mean that's how. Oh yeah. That's how long yeah, it's been. True. Jon Snow still dead in the books. Yeah, no, still dead. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I just people don't. <laughs> yeah, there's there's just so much stuff about the finale that like there's so many just broken links and like things that don't make any sense. I don't know. Have you, you guys? Neither of you guys have watched it yet. Well, no, no, no. Nor will I anytime soon. Okay, so just so knock it out. It's fine. I know how it ends. Okay, so so basically, if if you like, if you know the high points of it, like John kills Daenerys, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So then, as soon as that scene's over, the dragon like freaks out, burns the Iron Throne, yep. melts it to slag, picks up Daenerys gently, and flies off into the distance, and leaves John standing there contemplating what he's done. Then the next scene is like John, ha- like rotting in a prison cell someplace, right? So a couple of issues with it. Then you go to like the tribunal with all the heads of the remaining houses in Westeros. I'm like, okay, A, given Grey Worm's loyalty to Daenerys, Jon's not in a prison cell. As soon as Grey Worm finds out what he's done, Grey Worm's going to cut his throat. Mm-hmm. Period. Done. End of story. Second of all, even if you can push that aside, they make Jon take the black again and go to the Night's Watch mm-hmm. as punishment. They do this to placate the Unsullied. Sure. Now, two problems. Number one, the Night's Watch and the Wall existed to keep out the Wildlings and the White Walkers. You've made peace with the Wildlings and the White Walkers are all dead. What do you need a Night's Watch for anymore? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, maybe there's something cool that we don't know about. <laughs> That's number one. Number two is you banished John. <laughs> the rightful heir to the throne that everybody loved. Yeah, essentially the only one the who actually should be on the throne. Right. Yep. To placate the Unsullied, who, after they banish John, the Unsullied immediately all get on ships and leave, never to come back. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm? It was funny. I saw a meme. So it was essentially like, oh, "Okay, John, you can come back now. We just needed to do that for them." Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So th- those were the kind of things that annoyed me because it's just like you didn't. You spent like seventy episodes developing all of these elaborate plot lines, and then I I read an awesome uh, an awesome tweet. I think it was after after episode five that said for for anybody who's a Dungeons and Dragons nerd said something like that, that season eight of Game of Thrones is playing out like a game of Dungeons and Dragons where the dungeon master is moving in an hour and is trying to wrap things up. (laughs) (laughs) And I went back and read that a couple of times. I'm like, that's actually exactly what this feels like. (laughs) Quick, wrap it up, wrap it up. Come on, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, so there's a um, there's a big monster here, and, and so-and-so kills it. Uh, yeah, like, can we just... Let, what are we going to do this one? Oh, I don't know. Let's burn it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a good point. But yeah. but it's fine. Like I said, I mean, it's over. Like, it's a, regardless of whether you like the ending or not, it, that is a, a cultural touch point like we might not see for a really long time. So, yeah, yeah take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I got to look forward to the Deadwood movie tomorrow. And then after that, I look forward to nothing. Although rumor has it that the teaser for uh, Westworld season three is out now. It was out yes, during uh, Game of when Game of Thrones came on. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I, didn't see it. I still haven't watched, you watched it. that. It's super awesome because it doesn't look like a teaser for Westworld season three until the very end. Oh, that's such a good thing. That's my only show left that I watch now. That's it? Yeah. Wow. I just know, like, I haven't committed to watching any other shows. You know what I committed to is I started The Wire this week. Ooh, oh, nice. The Wire. Yep. That took some time, didn't it? It, it did, but it was it was going to happen eventually. I, That's I okay. I, I, I feel your pain, Bill, because the other one that I need to go back and watch the entire series, which I've only seen, like, three episodes of, is Breaking Bad. I haven't done it either. Yeah. Yeah. That's And, and that's totally on top of my watch list. Mm-hmm. And everybody's horrified when they hear it. It's like... It's not like I didn't watch it because I didn't want to. I just never got into it on in a timely manner, and you can't jump in in the middle. It's, it's the same thing happened to me with that show that happened with The Sopranos. I never watched it because by the time I had access to it, it was half over. Mm-hmm. And you know that was at a time when you didn't have streaming <clears throat> services that had. Like if I wanted to catch up on it, I had to get the DVDs in the mail through Netflix. Sure. Ah, uh, the good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was how I watched the first three seasons of 24. Nice. I just watched them on Fox like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> I can <Nice>. see that. <laughs> nice. Although, I, Bill, I had to send you the – no. Well, HBO doesn't listen to this. I sent you my login stuff so you can watch the Deadwood movie tomorrow. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. I think one of those will work. We'll, we'll try it. So one of the <laughs> cool not, things – I'll, I'll give you one of the other six. One of the coolest things about the Deadwood movie, I Googled this because I'm confident that the internet's not going to tell uh, to lead me astray on this one. There are a whole bunch of sites that have actually done, like, clicker counts for all 36 episodes of the show of how many times the F-bomb was used. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. In 36 episodes, there was ju- it was just shy of 3,000. Mm-hmm. And like somebody actually a few. had an algorithm that had it at like 1.54 fucks per minute for the entire series. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. They break it down, yeah. Such yeah. a great series. Oh, I can't, I cannot wait. But the thing I like about it the most, I actually heard David Milch talk about it, the way that he wrote it, is his intent in writing the dialogue for that was he was, he was 
basically trying to write Shakespeare in the Old West. Mm -hmm. Like the way that he approached the cadence and the language and everything else. I'm like, yes, this is, oh my God, it's so good. Who would have thought that an entire series about a Western, Western person struggling with erectile dysfunction would turn into such a great show. (laughs) Dad would, right? You, you may, you may put your head down on your desk right now and think about what you've done. (laughs) There's gotta be at least one guy who no in that series. Nothing. Uh, No, I don't think so. Nobody's ever like, I I can't get it up. Not that I recall. uh, Like they're like trying to patent the thing. Like no, I don't trying think to so. perfect, they're trying to perfect it, the the medicine. And so, really, the end of the series is how Viagra was made. It's probably Wu. Like, he was always so angry. So mm-hmm. here's all right. So here's the worst thing. There is a one of the the project managers who works on a different team where I work, but like her her cubicles on the same floor as mine on the other side. Every time I, her name is Amanda Swearingen. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Every dude, every <laughs> time I walk by, every time I walk by her desk. All I hear in the back of my head every time is swedging cocksucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, don't say it out loud. 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 <laughs> going to get fired. Going to get fired. Going to get fired. Going to get fired. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yep. That's. <laughs> so. Well, did you. So you guys obviously watched. We have watched that show. Did you ever see. Um, did you ever watch Justified on FX? No. I've actually never watched a single episode of Death So if, if, if I'm going to no. give any recommendations, because I have all six seasons of that on Blu-ray, that that's worth your time. If you're yeah. looking for a show to binge, because it's 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 a toned down version. But Timothy, Timothy Oliphant's in it. There's actually a bunch of actors from Deadwood who are in that. OK. Um, but it's. That is one of my favorite. That that is a top five favorite show of all time. Oh. Actually, both of them are. But and it's on for six seasons. I think each season's like thirteen episodes, so it's not a huge commitment to go through it. But it's if you haven't watched it, watch it. Mm. Okay, I like it. Yeah, that's your recommendation uh, of the day. The Jeremy recommendation of the day. Yep, that's right. Ooh, let's make that a thing. <laughs> we could. Do whatever okay. we want. Yeah, but it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't have as much panache as uh, farts in a can. Oh my gosh! Nothing. I thought that was ridiculous. We were oh. sitting at the dinner table, and he's like, "We should just we should bottle up farts from around the around the world, and you can smell what farts smell like in other parts of the in other countries." And I was like, "That's the most brilliant idea I've ever heard." <laughs> okay, so I don't know if your kids have already done this or not. I don't know what grade they do it in, but there's a, a, a certain grade, I think, in school where they do this thing where they have to come up with a product idea and sell it to all their kids. I'm going to start to save tennis ball canisters for you, and I want George to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. And but, but, like, write flavors on the side of it, like apple and <laughs> raspberry. Well, and we talked about how if it was a blind bag, you would then – you don't have to buy the other ones like hunting for the super rare and stuff. But if, yes. but if you think about it, like take it the extra level because where he went with it was what do farts in other parts of the world smell like? Yep. Now you're getting into like cuisine mm-hmm. and like what are the influences of diet in different places? Yeah, I mean, like there, there's a lot to I – mean, Obviously the Indian one would just smell like curry. There. 
Yeah, I was like, like you don't want to smell a curry fart. You no. don't. No, Bill, not even yeah, a curry Bill fart. still remains traumatized with the curry. Bill remains traumatized from our our days at Bank One with all the State Farm people. Hand uh, to God to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's see, I I can do that just like anytime I say the word Gupta to JP, he goes into like fits of convulsion. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man, we we ran the gauntlet there, man. Let me tell you. Oh. Uh, can I tell you? Uh, this brings me into, and I know, and I know, Jeremy, you, gotta, I, you probably got to go, but this brings me to a, um, a segment that I've thought about doing: uh, uh, things that I've Googled at work. <laughs> yeah, lost. I saw that. I, I am, dude. That we have to start doing that. Like <laughs> keeping track. I've had a lot of end of every episode. That yeah. is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had a lot of spare time, uh, and I may have gotten in trouble for it. And. <laughs> No way, you. I love. Affected. I love how he had to look up to God before he finished that <laughs> yep. sentence. May have um, affected my performance, as they said. Oh no! Uh, but anyway, so I googled a lot of stuff. Like I googled, what is the other setting on a stapler for? Because you know, there's the normal setting that everybody uses. Yeah. And then the oh, the, the one that go- makes the staples go out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the point? Apparently, of that? apparently makes it super easy. To to pull out the staples, it's a less um, you know a less forceful way of pulling out the staples when you have to remove them. So it's meant for like temporary binding, not permanent mm. binding. Fun fact: mm. I also googled who invented the Bloody Mary. Uh, Fernand uh, Petitot. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Uh, P e t i o t is his last name. He invented it in uh, 1921. Um, and, uh, basically he just had a bunch of crap that he had in a New York bar. Uh, cause I mean, think about it. Like we were sitting there talking like who to put celery like, in a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's the, if, if nobody knows what's in a bloody Mary, here's what's in it. Dashes of Worcestershire sauce, mm-hmm. Tabasco, salt, pepper, uh, pour all the ingredients, uh, Tomato into juice. a highball with ice. Uh, stir, garnish with the celery, celery stock, and lemon wedge, uh, and vodka. I've seen people put who pickles. puts all that in a drink and is well, like, you know what? This- no, like if, if you ever go on social media and you see some of the pictures that people post of Bloody Marys, if, the garnishes are what get me. Like, well, yeah, like doing the craziness of the garnish is like a performance sport. Like I've seen things with like entire por- like fried pork chops as the garnish. <laughs> Here's a wedge of lettuce. lettuce. Let me have this tenderloin at eight o'clock in the morning. Or let me have this uh, this uh, Bloody Mary at eight o'clock in the morning. And oh, by the way, I'd like a tenderloin and some fried shrimp with that too. Can I swap out the onion rings? We have a we have a place like that in Clio that has them with like uh, cheeseburger sliders and buffalo wings and um, like all that stuff. But I was like, but I was sitting at work one day and I was like, who would put all that into a drink? Like who? Like whose idea was that? I needed to find out. So I googled it. Uh, Also today. Googled, uh, or, uh, because again, I was thinking about uh, your son's invention bill, yeah. which is what brought this to mind. Uh, most famous songs about farting. Do you know what the most famous song about farting is? No, but I would very much like to. Blowing in the wind. <laughs> nope. The most famous song about farting <laughs> is Phil Collins in the air. Ah. <laughs> Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, which which said said song is forever associated with big trouble. 
yeah. from that scene where Andy Richter sees them pulling out the water oh, guns and finally yeah. gets his big moment. I, yeah. for, I forgot that that song was playing in that scene. That is my favorite scene in that whole movie. Oh. It's it's been a pretty eventful few week, few few weeks for me, guys. Sounds um, like it. That that um, I also I would like to formally uh, uh, add a movie to my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Okay. Wow. Uh, the movie just the movie Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. I would like to put that on the list as a great Christmas movie. If you've ever seen it, if you haven't I've seen, seen it, it, I've fantastic movie. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's great. You should watch it. Have you not seen it? It has Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit. Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit singing Boys to Men, I swear. Oh, I think I did see that, yeah. <laughs> and the brother and him just getting in fights, and I was like, huh, oh, that's a good movie. I watched it recently the other day again, and I was like, oh, fantastic. It's got Anna Ferris in it. He's Nick, Nick's feeling a little nostalgic, you know? It's like halfway yeah. through the year, so it's too far <laughs> away from Christmas. He needs to get yeah. his... And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, they put this back on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. And it was just as funny as the day that I first day I saw it. I think I might have actually also, seen that. Also, <clears throat> my wife and I were having conversations as married people do at certain points. Tell her you're about, sorry. Um, about things that, you know, uh, could happen. And uh, we were talking about, like, if I died, you know, I was like, and so I was like, you know, I was like, if I die, hear me out. I want you to get, I want you to remarry. And she was like, why are we talking about this? And I was like, no, just like, listen. she's like, she's like, obviously next. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> I'd never like, be able to do we, as good as you. <laughs> she was, she's like, why are we talking about this? And I was like, hear me out. I was like, I just, I want you to remarry, but I would like you to remarry a man named rich. And she was like, why do you, she's like, why do you want me to marry a guy named rich? And I was like, well, because ideally what would happen is, you know, eventually after a proper grieving period, you marry a man named Rich. And people would say, you know, oh, my gosh, did you hear that Nick died? And then somebody would be like, yeah, but I heard, like, Stephanie has all this money now. And they'd be like, no, I think you misheard. She's fucking rich now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh. Hey, hey, Bill. Yeah. For the for the for the bumpers that we have, like, can you get a pun bumper? Yeah, I think we can do that. Like, we might need one at some point in the near future. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think we can. I can come up with something there. She's got a bunch of money. <laughs> oh, oh, we get it. Just so funny. <laughs> I do appreciate uh, someone else besides me who laughs at their own jokes. I really do. <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> Actually, did I ever tell you guys the story? This happened like, I don't know, probably about six months ago. My my youngest, so he's like a year and a half old at the time. Uh-huh. And Julie always gives me such a hard time for laughing at my own jokes. She's like, well, you really think you're funny. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't care if anybody else does. I do. Yeah. But so my youngest son is sitting and he's like just – He's sitting on the rug in the living room and he's just playing with his toys, whatever. And he's just babbling to himself. Yeah. And it's quiet. We're both in the kitchen doing whatever and kind of listening to him talking. He's just like playing with his toys. Like, (laughs) 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 she looks at me and she's like, oh my God, I think he just laughed at his own joke. (laughs) And I'm I'm sitting in the kitchen like, it's the onions, I swear. I'm so happy. (laughs) 
These are happy tears. You make your dad so fantastic. proud. That is fantastic. That's my boy. That's every dad's dream. Yeah, that's right. It is, yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Oh, God, a good joke is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was at the store the other and day and bought Nick's milk, jokes. and I. No, no, no. I can only, I do this only, I need you guys to know, because I used to work at the grocery store that I shop at sometimes. And I was at the grocery store and I was buying milk. And the lady was like, oh, do you want your milk in a bag? And I was like, no, you can just leave it in the jug. And then <laughs> <laughs> the guy behind me was just laughing. She didn't get it. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me. Sir, I need to find my manager. <laughs> yeah, I, no one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, that's great. I've been waiting all week to tell you guys this. Yeah, apparently, I, I had to. I, I had an extended round of errands to run on the way home from work because apparently Julie took Casey to get groceries today, and I don't know how this happened, but apparently Casey took the brand new. $5 gallon of organic milk that she just bought and dropped it on the floor. Oh. And the gallon shattered and should do be. And it's not like it, you know, $2.50 regular milk. Like no. we go to organic. That was, we don't get too much organic stuff, but we go to organic milk and it's $5 a gallon. You got right the fancy the milk. Pizza. Like that sucks. And oh, man. she was super happy because she had to clean up a gallon of milk off the floor. Mm-hmm. It's true. So and if you don't get it all off, it starts to smell. Oh, it's just terrible. Yep. Hmm. That's real sad. I'm, right, I'm Bill, actually so kind of sad now. Bill's the episode posted yet? No, it's not posted. I've been recording this one. <laughs> Again, I, I have a very great, great love of what you do now, Bill, because I've had to put up three podcasts now. Three crossing the uh, streams. We're crossing the streams, mm-hmm. and and we'll give you the pillow talk bump. There's just no, there's just no time. <laughs> there's just no time. No, it's yeah, it sucks. There's it's, no time. It's awful. Mm-hmm. But also fun. It, it yes, yeah. it's both, which you is why I do stupid it. movies. <laughs> you know, like Holmes and Watson. No one should ever see that movie. That movie. <laughs> it's as bad as you've heard. Oh. No one should have ever made that movie. Oh, it's also aw- true. Here, here is here is my favorite part about that movie, which we we talked about in great length on, on the podcast. There's a scene, and, and Sherlock Holmes, you guys know, Sherlock Holmes is taking takes place in a certain time period, right? So there's a scene in this Sherlock Holmes movie, Holmes and Watson, uh, where the end, the big climax of the movie, takes place on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Hmm. Yeah, that time frame doesn't match up because I think no, yeah, because that's like, like that's nineteen twenty. Yeah, no, yeah. that's nineteen fourteen. Yeah, that's nineteen fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So, so it I takes place. I, on, I think it's nineteen fourteen. So close enough. It gets better. So it gets better. So after the big climax of the movie, there's a bomb. They get rid of it. All that stuff. Everybody's, um, you know, going on to the Titanic for their maiden voyage and talking about how safe the boat is. Obviously, for comedic, you know, release. sure. And, uh, you know, how safe it is and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, Will Ferrell's character, Sherlock Holmes, looks over to another boarding deck and he's like, hey, it's Billy Zane. Oh, jeez. And, <laughs> and Billy Zane is getting onto the Titanic. And he's like, hey, Sherlock Holmes. He's like, 
I'm just going to get on this ship. And then he pushes the guy overboard and he's like, make way for Zane. <laughs> and then the movie ends. I can't he's, make that up. He is actually in one of my other favorite bad movies to watch. Like right Phantom? in there. With the, or not, not necessarily bad, but like right in there. I would put it in there with like Big Trouble and Death to Smoochie. Do you ever watch Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight? No, I watched the show Tales from the Crypt, but not the movie. Demon Knight. No, there's there's two movies. One of them is Demon Knight. Billy Zane and William Sadler are in that. Oh, Billy Zane. Jada Pinkett Smith is also in that. Huh? Uh, I feel like and then there's the another one that's are... called Bordello of Blood, starring Dennis Miller and. Oh Angie yeah, I've seen that one. I think I've seen that. Vampires. Mm. Yep. No, watch Demon Knight's a good watch if you can find it anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, I, I once uh, had a guy who looked just like Billy Zane come in and apply for a job. I could not hire him because he looked like Billy Zane, and it totally How creeped me not? out. Oh, it was really easy. I was like, I'm not hiring him. He looks like Billy Zane. Oh, it's Billy Zane. And the HR person I was with was like, what are you talking about? You can't not hire somebody because they look like, you think they look like Billy Zane. And I was like, no, he looks like Billy Zane. I can't work with that. <laughs> I would have totally worked with a guy that looked like Billy Zane. No, I would have been like, Billy super Zane, right, man? Yeah, super Because creepy. I'm sure that guy's, ne- if he does look like Billy Zane, I'm sure he's never had anybody quote Titanic lines or anything else to oh, him. Oh, could you imagine what kind of a short, string he'd have Oof. oh i just i would love that i would love like if he pitched ideas i'd be like listen to your buddy billy zane man he's got it going on <laughs> this is before i knew you nick because if i if i had an opportunity to hire somebody look like billy zane now i would obviously do it hell yeah it's like that guy that used to be a member that looked like ezekiel from the walking dead <laughs> he did too yeah yeah, and I would actually hire somebody now just because they look like. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. I hire. I mean, it looks like. Well, well now, yeah, now you do it just based on general principle. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I'm in a different spot now than I was before. I've learned. I've matured. This is this yeah. is called personal and professional growth, Bill. That's what it looks like. It's exactly, it's right. exactly what it is. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly what it is. It's irrefutable. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, you weren't supposed to, to record a podcast, but yeah, yeah, you, you did. Yeah, you weren't supposed to do that. Yet here Probably. we are. Okay. I just thought we were going to get five minutes on Game of Thrones, and here we are 29 and a half minutes later. There you go. Yeah, That's another that episode. Yeah. Fine. Just don't tell your wife. Woo. No, it's fine. Yeah, just, yeah, it never happened. What never happened? Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to see Brightburn tomorrow, too. In I don't know what that is. Brightburn? It's the, it's the superhero horror movie. Brightburn? Hmm? About the little kid who's like Superman? What? Really? What? Yeah, no. nope. Not an idea. Nope. Brightburn. Nope. It's um. Is there a preview for it? Hell yeah! There's like three of them. Three Brightburns. Brightburn previews. Um, it was directed by um. Uh, his name escapes me. <laughs> I I heard his name escapes me makes a lot of good movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen all of them. They're good. Um, um. You know that guy also makes some good ones. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Director. <clears throat> uh, He's going to figure out the director's by... name. Jeremy, you and I are both going to go like, yeah, still haven't heard of the movie. Mm-hmm. No, I know you haven't, but it'll just tell you. Uh, Brian Gunn uh, uh, wrote Brightburn. Brian Gunn. Yeah, it's like Brian Any Gunn. Any relation to James Gunn? I don't think so. I think it's just no. the two Gunn brothers. Actually, yes, it's produced by James Gunn. Um uh, produced by James Gunn and Kenneth Huang. Who's in the movie? A bunch of people you probably don't know. 
Boy, you're really selling it, dude. Man, uh, it sounds Elizabeth great. Banks. What? Elizabeth Banks. Uh, David oh, okay. Denman. David what? Denman. Denman. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was um, um, Roy on The Office. Oh, I've heard of him. Yep. Uh, it's fantastic. I can't believe you guys have never heard of this. Really? It's nope. basically like if Superman came to Earth, but he was a villain. He turned into a villain. So like he gets teased as a kid, and he basically just kills people. Interesting. Wow. You've never heard of this. It's it was like a critically like people were like, oh my gosh, it's James Gunn's superhero horror movie. Nope. Really? Well, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna watch the trailer and you're gonna love it. Hold on, let me think about it a little bit more. Yeah, no, still I haven't. I can't believe that. Probably been all over the guild. I I don't I obviously didn't pay attention. Clearly. You know, I used to think you guys were cool. <laughs> Well, well, that's your own fault. You didn't mention it to us until till today. So, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. Just, I, I assumed that you knew about all the cool stuff. Yeah, well, you know what happens when you assume. Mm-hmm. You make an ass out of yourself, Nick. It's true. Every damn time. Mm-hmm. Every damn time. <laughs> is it in wide release or is it a special? Thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? No, it's a, <laughs> no, it's a it's a very like high budget movie. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a legitimate question. Is this like Manos, right the hands of fate? Like you go to some art theater to see this down in Royal Oak? Or... Yeah, there's a dude that he shot it all on an iPhone. And... <laughs> Look, I've seen those movies before. I saw Clerks in the theater. <laughs> well, Clerks 1 or Clerks 2? Clerks 1. Okay. Well, I saw them both in the theater, but... Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, you saw Clerks 2 in the theater? Probably, oh. if I remember correctly. Yeah, That's I rough. did. God. But I saw Clerks 1 in the theater in 1994. Nice. Me and like 16 right. people in the theater was packed because it was only a 20-seat theater. <laughs> nice. Park Forest, Illinois. There you go. Yep. You can't have both a park and a forest. Well, they, they like their cake and eat it too, so time. it's fine. They can do whatever they want. It's okay. Okay. What's really confusing, and there's there's a park forest, and there's also a forest park. Mm-hmm. Oh God, dyslexic people are just getting mm-hmm. lost. Hopefully, one's not a bad neighborhood and one's a good neighborhood. You don't want to get park forest. You know, might not be the greatest. Well, you don't even need that because it looks like they're about to legalize weed in Illinois too. So that's just you know pretty much anybody could get that mixed up now. Hopefully, that goes as well for you as it has for us in Michigan. It's okay. Have you been to the mall lately, Nick? What mall? <laughs> the Valley. No, I, what's we, there? We, well, a bunch of potheads. <laughs> we were we were the mall. Walking. Oh my I gosh! We were walking. I can't remember where we were going the other day, and we were walking through the mall, and all of a sudden, I was. <laughs> they were they were encroaching on my breathing space. You should say thank you. People have to pay for that. Oh, my gosh. It was just, it, and it was literally like walking into a brick wall. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, it was great. It's it's the mall. It was great. It's the mall. Yep. Nice. My favorite thing to always do, and I think you know this, would be to like go up to people like that and be like, you guys smell weed in here? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We know. You get those members and... <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I got to shut the door. It smells like weed really bad out there. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
welcome to Flint. Some people, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, it got worse than What do you need to love for? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Jeremy, you Drop have to go drugs. before you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Remember the fucking rich thing. Pitch it to your wife. That's a good joke. <laughs> see if it's... If I get in trouble, we'll see if it gets me off the hook. It yeah, won't. Yeah, yeah. No, don't do, don't do that. No, probably not. <laughs> Nick's wife is a saint. Well don't, don't do that. At all. No, no, no. Ever. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, the setup to it in. is so good, though. <laughs> yes. I die. Yeah, no, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good to a point, and then it... Yeah. Nope, nope. It's still it's still funny to me. <laughs> yes. It's really well-crafted. Also, no, I had two good. beers, so... Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's got to go. Okay, bye, Jeremy. Bye, everybody. See you later. But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, well... Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lesson. You can find more information about them at thehardlessons.bandcamp.com. Tell your friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk!